Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. This week, we are continuing our Effective Habit series, and we are talking about healing. Who loves healing? Woo, awesome. So let's welcome to the stage Pastor RJ and Dr. Wally O'Donton. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So yes, two weeks ago, I did speak with Pastor Mary, (laughs) my wife, and then last week, Scott and Tecla were able to join us as we talked about generosity. And today we're going to be talking about healing. And I am so glad that my good friend, Reverend Doctor, is with me today. And I'm going to let him introduce himself as we get started. Good morning, church. It's nice seeing your beautiful faces and handsome faces. Um... I'm Wale Odunton, that's my name, and I've been coming to this church since 2018. That's about five years from now. Um, I do attend service with my wife and my two children. I have a total of five children. I'm blessed. Um, I'm a man of God, and I like talking about the wonderful work of God and whenever I have the opportunity, especially at the marketplace. So I think that's all. Am I missing anything about myself? Uh, you have lots to tell us your story. <laughs> You're doing great. Anyhow, uh, we are thrilled uh, today to talk to you about essential habits. And healing is actually something the Bible promises Christ followers. Uh, Jesus purchased our healing for us at the cross. And that touches on um, our physical bodies our emotional state, and our spiritual state. Now, being a church, we preach many times on the spiritual state of things, but today we wanted to put a little more emphasis on maybe the physical and emotional well-being and and portion of it, even though I believe that the three are inherently linked. It's, It's hard to get to full health in the body and the mind if you don't have spiritual health in your relationship with Christ. And uh, you go ahead, cure, treatment. Healing. I just want to go through some definitions here when we talk about healing. Uh, we have healing, we have treatment, we have cure, okay? And um, one may ask, what are the difference between all this? Yeah, a cure is when you have a condition, illness, and you get treatment and it's gone. Uh, for example, like you have a bladder infection, or you have malaria, no malaria in this part of the world. You have pneumonia, and then you get some antibiotics. Guess what? Three days later, five days later, then you are cured. Although you may end up with yeast infection as a complication of that, but you are cured. What of treatment? Treatment is when we take care of certain diseases that are difficult to cure, like high blood pressure, diabetes, depression, and so on, fibromyalgia. There are so many conditions that are there. They don't really have a cure, but you can treat them and put them under control. But when we talk about healing, what are we really talking about? Many times I do hear people just talking on the surface, I'm healed of this, I'm healed of that. Yeah, people can say, okay, you'll be healed, you'll be fine. They interchange this. But when we are talking about healing, it goes deeper. It it goes deeper. The true healing is a healing that comes by divine means. It's from God. It's the greatest healer. It's the one that has all our spare parts. He created us, and he knows how to heal us. So the healing that we are talking about today is a divine healing that heals all your illnesses, sickness, it cures, and it can treat, and it goes deeper. Amen. Amen. 
in the, in the Word of God, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, I'll read from the Amplified Translation. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross, willingly offering himself on it as an altar of sacrifice, so that we might die to sin, becoming immune from the penalty and power of sin, and live for righteousness. In this part, for by his wounds, some translations say stripes, but his wounds, you who believe have been healed. Amen. And that foundationally is a great way for us to look. When Christ went to the cross, he purchased our healing. And when we talk about divine healing today, um, specifically, I, I, I kind of look at it like healing where only deity gets involved, right? Like you talked about there's some things that we can treat and some symptoms that we can manage, but sometimes when God gets involved, Jesus the healer gets involved It's divine healing. It's things that man can't bring about on his own, but God has to get involved supernaturally or things don't change. And 60 times in the Old Covenant, we see that God refers to himself as Jehovah Rapha or the God who heals, the God who restores, the God who repairs, and the God who cures. And I think it's important to understand that there's four aspects to that word Jehovah Rapha, healing, restoration, reparation, and cure. And the four of those work together to bring you to a more complete state as an individual on the, on the mind, body, and spirit level. Thank you, Pastor Algie. Just a quick reference back to that Bible passage that, that says, by his stripes we are healed. Another version said, by his wound we are healed. Like you said, this is what Jesus did for us. Okay, He died on the cross for us. And um, almost every Sunday we take Holy Communion, we do this in remembrance of what he has done for us. But what does it mean? By his wound, we are healed. When we say this, most of the time people look about pain, joint condition, but it's deeper than that. When Jesus healed you, you are healed completely. That means emotionally you are healed. Spiritually you are healed. You are healed of your sins. Because that is one of the reasons why it came. I don't want us to limit it to just physical healing. Your healing is complete when you are healed, body, soul, and spirit. And the greatest healer is our almighty God, Jehovah, through Christ Jesus. I quickly want to mention there is a popular wrong statement that people say time is the greatest healer. Time don't heal. Time, with time, you tend to forget or minimize what you are going through. You get adjusted. We are not talking of healing from time or just emotion of feeling. We are talking of healing, spiritual healing that will take care of, that we cure disease. We will go through all those examples um, as we continue talking today. So... In Luke 17, uh, starting at verse 11 through to 19, I'm going to pick up at verse 17. And the context is the 10 lepers came to Jesus and, and he, he healed them. And he, he healed them through a process. He sent him to go talk to the priest. But, but one of them, the foreigner, came back. It says, Jesus asked, we're not all 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said, rise and go. Your faith has made you whole. And, and we'll come on that in a second, but it reminds me of the time, like, when I was in the Philippines, I went down to a leper colony called uh, Kulion. And while most of them had been cured of the disease of leprosy, um, they were not all restored to wholeness when we were there, which meant that if part of the finger was gone or if it wasn't working properly, um, the leprosy was no longer eating away at their flesh because they're able to cure that now with medicine. But science hasn't really figured out how to regrow a finger yet, right? And, and anyway, it reminds me of this passage, but I, I, I really feel, and, and I know you're going to comment on this, mm-hmm. one, while 10 were cured of leprosy, one was restored to wholeness, and that had to do with his attitude and his disposition and his relationship with Christ. Go ahead, sir. Okay, thank you. I just a, a few words to that. 
healing can take place instantly, just like that. And some healing can take process. It's like the one that when Jesus said, heal these uh, ten lepros, uh, lepers of their leprosy. A mm-hmm. uh, few lessons I learned from this, and I want you to learn, so how did Jesus heal them? Did he just ask them, heaven fall down, earth rise up, do this, go and wash yourself? No, it's a simple statement. Go and show yourself to the priest. It's a command. The leprosy was there, but they obey and they started going to show themselves to the priest. But guess what? On their way, they are healed. It's a process. It took place. But another lesson I want us to learn, Jesus Christ told the one that came back, and they not 10 of you that were healed, you are the only one that came back. So you, you're, 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 you are made whole that your leprosy is healed complete, meaning that the nine others have cure, but they didn't have complete healing. Something about leprosy is that when you have leprosy, when somebody have leprosy, <laughs> um, those days there is, there is no cure, there is no treatment, but today we do have some treatment. Even when they treat you, the damage to the skin remains. You still feel some numbness, some paralysis. Not, uh, we call it paresthesia. You just, it didn't go. It takes time at times. It just stayed there. It's not gone. So maybe this is what those nine get, but the one that came back, Jesus said, you are, your healing is full. So it's a complete healing. So that one that came back will not have all those symptoms of side effects of the damage that was done by the leprosy. The lesson I want us to learn from this, spirit of gratitude. Giving testimony, coming back to God. God, thank you, you've done this. A lot of us pray, we just walk away. We keep praying when we need. Let's go back to God and say, God, thank you. Christ Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Another um, example of instant instant healing um, is the lady that, Jesus Christ, the lady of the blood, I think you are talking about that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Good. There's this lady that has been bleeding and has gone to many doctors. What chapter is that again? Luke 8 and Mark okay. 5. He has gone to many doctors and there was no cure for him. Can you imagine bleeding for years with no cure? The doctors, physicians, the, it's very disappointing. And by that time, the Bible didn't say it, but that lady must be a little bit stinky of having blood flowing for years that some people might not want to get close to her. But what happened? This lady just touched the garment of Jesus. Boom, right there. She was healed. So healing can be instant, just like that. It has happened in the past, it's happening today, and it will continue to happen. Do you want to talk about a little bit about the lady with the bleeding? Yeah, you know, one of the things that we see, uh, you know, she had spent all she had on physicians. They couldn't cure Jesus. She touched the fringe of his garment. Immediately she was healed. And the thing that I like to kind of just remember when we're talking about this is not only did instantly her physical condition get cured, but Jesus he restored her into relationship with community where she wasn't allowed. Because of her condition, she was unclean. She wasn't allowed to come come around people. And um, so she was kind of ostracized. But when he healed her, he also restored her daughter. Your faith has made you, you know, he brought her into community. And emotionally, I believe that she was restored to wholeness too. And as, as we're talking about this, I just feel to share Jesus died and took stripes on his body, his wounds, so that we can be restored to wholeness, mind, body, and spirit. And even when you were talking about leprosy, it leaves scars or or, or lasting damage. But Jesus wants to restore the damage to our natural body to wholeness. He wants to restore the body to our emotional state to wholeness. And he wants to restore the damage that sin did to our spirit 
to wholeness. And he wants us to be restored totally complete, totally whole, totally sound. And from there, um, we can go on to the uh, gradual healing. Gradual healing, yes. Thank you. We also have an example in the Bible when... We know, we know the story of Naaman and prophet Elisha. I mean, Naaman is a, was a very important guy in, I mean, in, the, in the Bible days. And he wants healing. The Elisha, prophet Elisha told him to go and wash himself in a river, River Jordan, seven times. Question is, why seven times? Why not once? So Neman went, there's a story behind that, we're not going into that. Neman went to the river and went to the river one, two, three, four, five. At the seventh time, he was healed. That was a process of healing. What about, this very interesting, Jesus Christ met this man at the river, the blind man in Belshazzar. And Jesus noticed this man have no eye. The structure was not there. How did Jesus heal him? He spit on the ground in the mud, make the mud and then make a structure of how the eye should look like. And Jesus told him, receive your healing. And the man said, oh yeah, I can see. But I see men walking around like trees. So that healing was not complete. Jesus Heal him again the second time. And the man said, wow, I can see now. I can see clearly. This was in the book of Mark, chapter 8, verse 22 to 26. He was able to see. So why did Jesus have to heal somebody twice? Why not once? I was saying, was it that Jesus was having a bad day that time? No. It was a process for that man. You know, we are not all the same. Some people, you pray, you get answer. Some, you have to pray. You have to be persistent. Pray without ceasing. Your miracle will come. Your healing will come. Do not give up. Be persistent. And God will answer you. Amen. You can go right into Hebrews 11. Okay. Faith. Oh, Hebrews 11. Yeah, you're preaching good. Keep going. Before that, I just want to say, at times people question healing. You know, um, it happens during Jesus' time. They ask him, by what power do you heal? Because they don't believe it can just happen like that. Maybe you are here today and you are having the same feeling. I want you to know that feeling is not God. Because the Bible is telling us with God, there is nothing impossible, meaning everything is possible with God. I don't know how your problem, your illness may be that it will be too big for God to handle. There is nothing like that. God is able to handle every situation. So your problem is not too big for God, my friend. Just believe and keep praying. And uh, make sure you have men of God around you that are praying with you as well. Amen. It's possible and you will experience it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hebrew 11, you want me to go there? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, lovely. The book of Hebrew 11 is the Bible, the whole chapter was talking about faith, importance of faith and the power of faith. I have to say, your holiness counts. You have to be holy, you have to believe, you have to trust God. But faith is powerful. I'm going to go through this chapter very fast. I will start from verse 6, Hebrews chapter 11, and said, And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he, almighty God, is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. You have to seek God 
And you have to have faith. If you don't have faith, um, I'm sorry, you may not experience healing miracle. You may not. You need faith. Verse 7, still in Hebrews chapter 11, it says, By faith, Noah, when warned by God about things not yet seen, but things to come, in holy, he built a big ark and he saved his family. We can read this. It's, it's interesting to read and we enjoy. But let's fix the practicality of this. If you are Noah and God is telling you there is going to be rain, everywhere will be flooded, go and build a, build a big ark. The, it, they said the ark was so big, it must have taken Noah years to build it. It takes a lot of faith. Believing God, it will be, there will be rain, and you keep building, you keep doing it. These are the faith we are asking you to have today, like Noah. And when the time comes, the faith works for him. His family was saved, and people that didn't believe him. We have some unbeliever in the world today. There might be some unbeliever that here today, right now. I want to appeal to you, believe, and you will be saved, you and your household. Amen. Verse 8, still Abraham, sorry, Hebrew chapter 11. Verse 8, about faith for Abraham, when God called him to go to a place he will later receive as his inheritance. When I look at this, I always pray, God, give me faith like Abraham. How many of us, God will talk to you and said, go to a place, move on. You don't know the place. God is just showing you direction and you'll, be, you'll keep going. It sounds stupid to me. That you are going, you don't know where you are going. Most of us, including me, we ask God, God, show me where I'm going. But Abraham was not like that. He went. This man was counted as a friend of God. Verse 11, no, verse, verse 11, yeah. And by faith, even Sarah who has passed the child-bearing age, by faith God spoke to her, she believed, and she have a baby. If you are suffering from barrenness or um, infertility, God can heal you by faith. Verse 17, by faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Remember, Isaac was the only child of Abraham. Abraham did not have 20 children, it's easier if you have 20 children. Oh, God, you want one? That's okay. I will sacrifice my son. But you have only one. And God is asking you, go and sacrifice that child. I will say, God, you mean my cat or dog? (laughs) No, not Isaac. God, you didn't mean Isaac. I didn't hear you well. That's the only child. You promised me I will inherit the God. God, what's going on here? Okay, will you take goat from me, God? (laughs) You know what? Abraham just believe God. He knows he's a provider. He knows he has a plan that he doesn't know. He just obey. Obedience and faith is very important. Verse 29, by faith, people pass through, the Israelites pass through the Red Sea on a dry land. By faith, they went through. The Egyptians saw them, say, wow, you pass through. We can pass through as well. It became a story. They all die in the Red Sea. Faith, holiness, and belief. Obey God, and God will show up. I promise you. It's the word of God. Verse 30. Sorry, I'm jumping. By faith, the wall of Jericho fell after the army has marched around them for seven days. It doesn't make sense. You are marching around wall, big wall, mighty wall. It's not all this wall we have our yard that is made of PVC. Wall of Jericho is not PVC, right? It's rock. And they are marching because God asked them to do it. It takes faith, man, to be walking around wall for seven days. It's like even people are are saying, you guys are joking. What are you doing? They didn't understand. At the end of the seventh day, God asked them to blow the trumpet. What happens to those thick wall of Jericho? It fell by the mighty power of God. It's God's hands. It's not just their machine. It's the obedience. 
I don't know what type of wall that is surrounding you. Walls of impossibility. God was telling me this morning there are some that are under the course of finances. God wants to break that wall now. You've been working and doing what you are getting pay. You know where you're supposed to be, but it's not possible. These are walls of financial breakthrough that has been built against your finances. Um, I don't know who you are, but by God's grace, that wall against your finances will break down in Jesus' name. You just need to obey. Verse 32. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jeshvat, about David and Samuel and prophets, who through faith, they God, through, through faith, they conquer kingdom, administer justice, and gain what has promised. We shot the mouth of lion. You just know, through faith, David did that. David killed Goliath by faith, not by his power. He went against Goliath. He said, you uncircumcised Philistine, I come against you in the name of the Almighty God. And he won the battle. We need to do our part. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory comes from God. We need to prepare. We need to be steadfast. We need to be holy. Our faith needs to be strong. And we should not give up. The devil will try to discourage us. Don't give up. I appeal to you. Healing has been there before Jesus Christ come to this world during the time of Moses. People are healing Elisha Hill. When Jesus came, he manifested healing in a big way, big time, like never before. When Jesus went to heaven, that miracle is still happening today. Healing is still happening today. It will continue to happen. I was saying most of this healing doesn't make sense to me. God doesn't need what makes sense to me to walk. You may not understand. It may not make sense to you. I'm sorry, God, don't walk by what you think is sensible. Is the mighty God. He does what we wants to do. My own role and your own role is to believe and trust in him. Amen. And he will do what he needs to do. Hallelujah. And we run into some complications sometimes with healing. You know, obviously, uh, willful sin and disobedience to God's commands in your life are going to prevent you from receiving healing or could. Uh, things like unbelief, where you don't believe that God's the healer, it's kind of hard to receive from you know, God, if you don't believe that he can actually heal you. And then there's these, I'm going to say, natural law. And, and sometimes people disobey natural law and ask God to make up for their foolishness. <laughs> so you don't jump out of an airplane without a parachute, then ask Jesus to save you. Okay. Uh, the same is true with our food that we eat sometimes. You know, some of the food you eat are actually poisonous to you, especially in large quantities. Not necessarily an instant poison, but a slow poison that affects you over time. It's kind of the same with tobacco use. You know, everybody's probably heard that cigarettes are bad for you, but the truth is, um, over time, it's going to affect you. You know, you smoke one cigarette, you're not usually dead, but if you smoke them over a period of years, it could affect your, your overall health. And things like exercise are also important. Many neglect caring for their natural man, this temple that we have our earth suit, and you abuse your system with excess food and toxic substances. So I don't believe that food defiles our spirit, but I believe that the wrong foods and toxic substances can help you to meet Jesus quicker, okay? And, and um, in Matthew 11, um, Jesus actually, you know, they're talking, and, and the drunkard and the glutton are kind of put in the same conversation, and you don't hear too many messages on gluttony. People don't want to hear you talk about their food. I mean, how many things do we do at church that revolve around food? I want to have good attendance at some event. I just have food there, and all of a sudden, boom, everybody shows up, especially if there's no cost attached to it. Free food? Okay, I'm there. Uh, but the thing is, gluttony is something that will affect our health, and we do need to watch quantity of the food that we eat. And 
And there's a statement my wife and I talk about all the time with food. It's moderation. Do, do, learn, learn to eat in moderation. And um, it, it, your food, if you're, especially if you're eating too much of it or the wrong types, are, are going to affect your diet whether you like it or not. It, it's going to affect you. You could probably comment a little more on that. Yeah. We, you mentioned natural law that um, we need to be. Simple natural law is the law of gravity. If you jump up, you will come down. It's the law of gravity. It's, it's a natural law. But when God's law comes in, it can supersede the natural law. So we call it supernatural power. The power that is more than the natural power. Talking about smoking... We all know, I believe we all know, smoking affects our health. Even some people that are not smoke, we call them secondhand smokers. You smoke next to them, they are coughing and walking and coughing. They are not the one that is smoking, so it's affecting their lungs. But some people that smoke, we all know, smoking is associated with lung cancer. But people still keep smoking. We have nurses that smoke. We have doctors that smoke, unfortunately. But the truth is this, they know it's the choice they have made. You don't keep smoking and continue praying for miracle not to have cancer. So stop smoking. I mean, am I talking sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, stop smoking if you don't want to have cancer. I haven't said that some people, unfortunately, without smoking, they have cancer, but we know... I can't give you a percentage. Very, almost 90% of people with lung cancer is associated with smoking. So things like that, there is a natural law. We don't go against natural law. And, you know, prayer works. Okay, prayer works. I believe in prayer. And I believe in healing. Um, I can say this. Um, I'm a physician. I'm licensed to practice in Canada. Um, but have, and I'm still practicing, to God be the glory. <laughs> uh, but there are some things that we need supernatural healing. There's a situation that just the medical system cannot help. Medical system is very important. I'm not saying it's nonsense. It's not nonsense. But at times we need some supernatural power that is far more what the medical knowledge can explain. Do you know that medicine cannot solve all problems? We go into that very soon. Can I jump into my testimony? Yeah, please do. And then we'll go into the other testimonies. In my career and my experience in life, I'm not that old, but I've seen a lot. I'm going to share some testimony that are amazing to me. There was this couple... I made a diagnosis of cancer of the bowel, that's cancer of the intestine, and we got it on time, thank God. Uh, immediately we got it, they have surgery, that part was taken out. Then we follow up by doing CAT scan and MRI, and it shows that it has spread to the liver. Say, so, oh, oh, how can it be? But anyway, CT scan confirm, MRI confirm. So there's something there. They said, well, let's follow up. We are not sure. In six months, let's repeat the CT scan and the MRI. This couple, I didn't see them after six months. It's almost eight months I saw them. They show up in my clinic. I was so furious and mad with them. We asked you guys to come, but they are Christians. And I was talking to them and rebuking them, and they were smiling. They were not moved. And I said, okay, what's going on here? They said, Doc, we've been healed. I said, uh-uh, we saw something there. <laughs> I did not believe. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to believe them, right? I did not believe. I said, let's do another CT scan and MRI. We did it. It was gone. That spot was gone. The medical explanation was that they said it was an artifact. And I know, they know that God healed them. The question is how I will go through that because I will read some Bible passage about that. 
After I told them, confirmed by the CT scan MRI, you know what they were doing? They started praying. They just believed in God. They prayed and they prayed. So one time when the healing took place, they went to a church. The pastor laid hand on them. His wife was holding his hand. It's the guy that has cancer. And I mean, the, the wife also has chronic shoulder disease. I've been injecting her every two weeks with injection. And she said, feel good after two weeks. It's not a medication that was addictive. So while praying, the Holy Spirit descended on this man. They fell on the ground, both of them. Remember, the wife was holding the hand of her husband. Boom, they fell. And the man felt something happen. The woman also felt something happen. You know what happened? The cancer was gone right there with prayer. The shoulder pain that has been going on for many, many years. I don't know how many years this has been going on. I have to inject her for two weeks. That pain was gone. God healed her as well. That is overflow blessing of healing. Hallelujah. I called them yesterday because they happened to be a friend of mine on Facebook. And they told me, it's now 12 years. I can't even remember when. They said, Doc, we just had CT scan MRI two weeks ago and the cancer is gone for real. It hasn't come back for 12 years. Cancer body, praise God for that. Hallelujah. Jesus. I call this overflow effect of prayer. This brings me to Paul and Silas, when they were in prison, they were praising God and praising God even though they were doing the work of God. When they were praising, the Bible recorded it that they were praying loud and everybody in the prison can hear them praising God even though they are unbeliever. At midnight, something happened. God shows up. God released Paul and sailors from the chain and the bondage in that prison that nobody can enter. God break open all the security gates and came to them and they were set free. Do you know the ripple effect of this? Overflowing effect? Everybody that heard them singing, they were set free as well. I pray that God will set you free today if you have any bondage going on in your life. So this happened. Another testimony I have, um, there was a lady about four years, a girl, sorry, about four years old. They came to our church. Uh, the girl cannot speak uh, at the age of four. That is concerning. And they asked me to pray for them. I pray for them. I just went on my own. You know, so that's something. When I pray, I move on because it's not for me to do the miracle. It's God. Whatever God is doing is God. I'm just a vessel that God used. So this lady then moved to the state. About three months later, she phoned my wife, say, guess what? My daughter is speaking now very friendly. I said, wow, praise God for that. Hallelujah. There was another... I, will, I have two more, Pastor RJ. This was in South Africa. Ah. Uh, this was a tough one because I, we, um, okay. I was in a church. It's about 20 people in that church, 20 or 30. So it's a small church. I can see everybody. So after this church, we are praying. People line up. There was a lady that came with swelling of the leg. And they said she has been to many doctors. They don't know. And I look at her right away. The Holy Spirit told me this lady was not at the service. And I recognized her. She was not because she wore a very flower, silk clothes, gown. So I can see very, the, the, those clothes stand, stood out. When the Holy Spirit told me she was not at the service, I look at her. I said, look, then she came for healing. I just pray. I have to say this for people that have the gift of prayer and healing. The mistake I made, when the Holy Spirit spoke to me, I supposed to lead her to Christ right there. I missed that opportunity. Um, I suffer some consequence for that, and I appeal to God. God forgive me. I know she was healed because about 
Six weeks later, they call me, Pastor, when are you coming back? You remember that lady? I say, yes. There, she's walking around now. She's giving glory to God. I say, hey, thank God for that. So God is real. The last one I will say, not going too far in this church. About, I don't know, four weeks? No, I don't know. Sometimes last year, God spoke that four people are barren, waiting on God, that three are going to be healed. You know what happened? Just a month after that teaching, a couple approached me. They said, praise God. We have been trying to get pregnant for the last two or three years. Now we are pregnant. That prayer after that prayer, it happens. This was in this church. I can't recognize that couple anymore, but I know it's real. Why am, I, why am I going through all this? Remember, I will say it again. To every healing that takes place, we give glory to God. Man don't heal. We can treat. We can cure. But healing belongs to the almighty God. The Alpha and the Omega. Jehovah Rapha is the one that heals. The I am that I am. But God may want to use people in the field of healing. God have used me. I appreciate that. God can use you. I don't know how many people sitting down here. When God speaks to you at any point in time, pray for somebody. Step forward. Don't be afraid. Don't have the spirit of condemnation. Who am I? Yes, who are you? You are a child of the Most High God. Step forward and pray for whoever God asks you to pray for. You can do it. Remember, holiness, faith, and Stay connected with God. Hallelujah. I wasn't kidding when I said it was a video. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on the audio. Maybe. Not going to happen? Okay. So we will play that um, on, our, on our website. But the... Um, Richard um, was, did he say 126 days in the hospital? 100, 126, I think, is what he said, yeah. Almost a month. I well, in ICU, he was in yeah. for about a month, but then he was still about 126 days total. Yeah, so he got very sick and pretty well was in a coma. They thought he was going to die on multiple occasions, lots of complications, but God raised him up every time. And... Um, his daughter shared and his wife shared, and they just wanted to encourage everyone, you know, stand and fight. It doesn't matter what report you hear. You stand and you fight and you believe God and you press in and, and uh, God can get involved. And he heals and he restored Richard to health and he's starting to play pickleball again, which is a big, which is a big deal for Richard, <laughs> you know, and, and God raised him up uh, last year uh, when he almost died. So we want to have an opportunity to pray for all of you um, in a moment that would like prayer. So why don't we just uh, stand up now? I want to read a couple scriptures. In James chapter 5, 13, Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? you should sing praises, or any of you sick, you should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces Wonderful results. I'll read Psalms 30, and then you can go into Matthew 28. Yeah, amen. Psalms 30, verse 2. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you restored my help. And in Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Before I read that, I would just want to say this. We all know there's a popular theme or video that say, God is not dead. Have you heard of it? God is not dead, hallelujah. It's alive. It's alive. It was there yesterday, it's there today, and it's, going, it's there forever. It's the omnipotent God and omnipresence God, the Alpha and the Omega. It's there. God is there for you. 
is there for me. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. That authority on heaven and earth, Jesus also gave it to us. That in the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. That in the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. God have lifted Jesus and honor his name above every other name. On earth, in heaven, and under the sea. When we pray, I mean, there's no other name bigger than him. Whatever trouble you are going through, we pray in the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name. In the name of Jesus, miracle happen. Hallelujah. So as we come to the table to partake of communion today, if you are believing for healing, whether in your natural man, your body, whether emotional healing, whether there's grief or sorrow or depression or anxiety or fear. Maybe you're just struggling to keep things sorted out. Maybe your back hurts. Maybe your elbow hurts. Maybe you've got some really serious health conditions going on inside of your body. I'd like to invite all of you down to come and partake communion at the front at the altar with us. And uh, after... We're done communion. We'll dismiss people to pick up the kids, but then we're going to pray. And, you know, as we come to the table today with the bread, Jesus, his body was broken for your healing and mine. Just spread, come through a cross. There's lots of room. His body was broken, and there were stripes, and even his beard was plucked, and he bled in many places so that you and I could be restored to health. And Father, I pray right now that the brokenness of Jesus and the stripes of Jesus made a way for us to receive healing. And by faith, God, we can reach out and say, we receive it. And we can receive it in our natural man and we can receive it in our minds and in our hearts today. You're the God that restores You're the God that cures. You're the God that heals. So Father, today as we come to the table together and we celebrate our covenant meal, remembering what you did, we, your people, ask that you pour out your presence and heal every broken area of our lives. Every deficiency is restored to health. Whether it's chemical, whether it's vitamin, whether it's cell, blood, bone, deficiency. Lord, restore us to health right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. On that day, Jesus poured the wine and he said, this is my blood. The blood that heals. The blood that gives hopes. The blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. Jesus said we should do this in remembrance of him. When we drink from the cup, we are professing His name, that Jesus, you are my healer. That Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. And because you died for me, I'm taking this wine that that represents your blood. And I am healed. I pray today as we drink from this cup of wine, we are drinking the blood of Jesus. And all our sins, all our iniquities, all our sicknesses and illness shall be healed in Jesus' name. Let's drink.
Jesus still heals today. Amen. Jesus wants to meet you right where you're at. So I encourage Amen. those of you that want prayer to stay here at the altar. Um, for those of you that have children down the hall, please go pick them up and then come back. And I think I'm just going to dismiss and then we're going to pray. Dismiss. I don't like that word so much, but we're going to send you out. Windsor Christian Fellowship, you've been equipped. Now go. That is church. We'll see you next time. We'll be praying for you in a moment. Yeah, we are going to pray. Can we put that song on that's by Domwell? I am the Lord that led you. I am my word and heal your disease. I am the Lord, your healer. I am the God that he hope tonight. There is hope because God's promised that he would heal us. I want you to put his word on your lips tonight. Sing his word back to him and see if his name isn't more powerful than cancer, than heart disease, or any disease that you can name tonight. Oh yes, he's your healer.